Amen. Hallelujah. You know, God is good this morning. Amen. He is greater than anything. And it's, it's a special time when we can bring children to the Lord. And, and, and I'll talk about that whole situation. But we were all created for what? For his purpose. We were created in the womb. You know, I'll read about that in a moment where he put us all together in the womb. And he had a purpose for us. And you know what? We, the, 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 fam, the parents and the families and, and even we as a church as we come this morning, uh, we have a part in that whole purpose. We have a part in all of that. And bringing these kids to this morning to dedicate them is just so much a commitment from us. Amen. It's not, it, it, it won't save them. We're not baptizing them. We're dedicating them to God. And we're, we'll make a commitment this morning that by, we're going to do everything we can to instill into them God's purpose. His word. And we'll talk about that. So we were created with a divine purpose. And we also have a God-given destiny. People talk about destiny. Well, God has that destiny for us. We got to find it and, and work it out. Amen? You know, back in the day, used to, I, I had a f friend of mine who would pray for people. And God would be ministering to them. And he'd just say, work it out, Jesus. Work it out, Jesus. And... um. I've seen God do some great things through that man. And I, I just thank God that, that we allow Jesus to do it. It's not us. We allow him to work through us. And I'm going to do it first to Jeremiah 1.5. And it says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day. I had holy plans for you, a prophet to the nations. That's what I had in mind for you. You know, he's got that for every one of us, <laughs> not just Jeremiah. Every single one of us, God has a plan for. And in Psalms 139, starting in verse 13, it said, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you're still with me. Wow. Do you know that about what God has for you? He's still with you. You know, you've heard me say before, I don't care where you, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm going to go and, and, and I'm doing this thing and it's wrong. So I, I, I'm, I'm getting away from God. Listen, let me tell you something. If you're a Christian, Jesus lives on the inside of you. You can't go nowhere without him. <laughs> I don't care where you're at. You can't go without him. He's in the the bad places he's in wherever he is inside of you and he's with you because he said I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you so I don't care where you go he's with you amen so we were planned created and formed by God for a purpose 
And God has a purpose for every one of us, and God has a purpose for these babies this morning, these children that we will be um, dedicating to God. 1 Samuel 1, 26 and 28 says, and, and I want to talk about Hannah, because Hannah made a promise to God, right? And she said, if you give me a son, I'll give him back to you. <laughs> and he'll be yours forever. That's a big statement because she'd been trying to have a son and couldn't. So it says, sir, do you remember me? Hannah asked. I am the very woman who stood here several years ago praying to the Lord. I asked the Lord to give me this boy and he granted my request. Now I'm giving him to the Lord and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. And they worship the Lord there. His whole life. Not just part of a life. Not just I'm going to give him to you for a little while and I'm going to take him back. No, he's yours. So we like to take things back. <laughs> we give God somebody and we like to take them back because things ain't working out like we thought. Amen? But you know what? We give him to God. He's God's. And we have to trust God to take care of them. Amen? Trust God to cover them. She made a promise. This is a promise today. And she made a commitment. And, you know, we have a responsibility to stand up to the commitments that we make. Amen? We, got, we have a right. We have a responsibility to stand up for the commitment. Parents, grandparents, family, church, we have a commitment. And we, need to, we have to stand up. We have a responsibility to the commitments we make. This is not just a, a great time we do, and it's pretty, and it's nice, and we love it. it, it's, it's, it it's a real thing. It's a commitment. So when we bring our children for dedication, we're signifying our faith in God. And, and parents, you're signifying your desire that your children come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We're not just here... To make it look great. We're not just here to say this. You know, the sad thing is to say this and to do this and then just go on about your life. No, it's a commitment. We're making a commitment to the King of Kings and to the Lord of Lords. We're giving you our child, our son. It's more than I think it's all sons. Right? So it's all, all boys. All future men. And we're also committing that they'll serve the, lot, the Lord all their lives. So it's not going to make them a Christian, as I said. It's, not going, it, it, it's just giving them to God. And we have a big, big responsibility. We'll talk about that in a minute. We're, we're, we're through this, and, and what God's purpose has in us is we're waking up the purpose inside of them. We have a part in waking that up. We have a part in being a part of that being brought forth. So we, it's very important that we follow what God has to say. And how do we do that? By teaching them about God. You know, and I want to say, it's got to be in the home. You can't just bring them to church once a week and say, you know, oh, well, the church will get what's in them. They're going to get more at home than they get here. Right? They'll get a lot at church, wherever your church is. They'll get a lot at that, but they're going to get it at home. If it's not at home, then they think it ain't real. 
Sorry, my English, but I like that ain't word. They think it ain't real. It's stronger than they think it's not real, right? Don't you think? And, you know, I'm a southern boy, so that's, you know, that's the way we talk. <laughs> they think it's not real because they don't see it in you. Oh, why should I do that? They don't do it. Why should I do what they're telling me to do? Because they don't do it. Sorry, I'm stepping on some toes and some knee bones and stuff. <laughs> Deuteronomy 11, starting in verse 18, says, So commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them to your hands. Wear them on your forehead as reminders. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed. And when you're getting up, that don't leave you much time not to be talking about it, right? That don't leave you much time to not be talking about God and the Word. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates so that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may flourish in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. Amen. So there's several things in there we're going to talk about. First is responsibility or commitment. Whose responsibility is it? It's ours. It's our responsibility to follow what God has said. It's our responsibility to instill in our children faith. God's word. Amen. It's our responsibility. It's our responsibility, as I said, I believe, to wake up the purpose that's on the inside of them. You know, I want to say, you, 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 when your children are coming up, I have three, and they all have their different things. They're all grown. Amen? And, um, but they each had a purpose. And as much as I could, I tried to steer them towards their purpose. As much as I could. Now, I'm going to tell you, when they get older, they don't have to listen, right? But you never back off from steering them into that place. You, you know, you want to say, hey, you remember? Guess what? You might not be doing it right now, but God's got a purpose. Sometimes they know it and don't want to fulfill it. <laughs> so it's our responsibility. It's our, uh, we as parents... As grandparents, I have five grandchildren, and I have a purpose, and I have a responsibility to them, too. Their whole family and the church family. You know, we as a church have a part in this whole thing. Amen? We have to live it every day in their lives. And then we have, the other part is we have to be faithful to the Lord. And, every, and I'm going to um, reiterate this a lot this morning but in every single thing that we do in our homes in our jobs in the church when we're out playing when we're out having fun right when we're out eating dinner somewhere or lunch or breakfast how we act to the people that's serving us i used to have some friends years ago and um they probably don't remember even any about this, and I'm not going to put any names. I don't even know if I remember names. But I just remember I had some friends. Well, it's a couple of them not here anymore. 
that I didn't like to go out to eat with them. You know why? Because if one thing went wrong, you know, and, they, and you know, poor old, I guess they call them servers now. We call them waiters and waitresses and all that kind of stuff back in the day. But now you have to call them servers, I guess. And um, they got blamed for everything, right? I don't care how bad the kitchen was going on or anything else. And then they'll be like, I ain't tipping them nothing. You know what? I'd bless them anyway. I try to bless them anyway. But everywhere we're at, it matters that we, put, we, we, we are who God is. We don't, just because we're not here or just because we're not around our Christian friends or whatever, maybe just because we're not at home doesn't mean we have to be different. We're to be what God has called us to be everywhere we go. Right? You know, when we go to Nicaragua this time before we left, I said, listen, guys, I got something I want to say to the whole team. Things in Nicaragua are not like they are here, right? You're in a third world country, and they don't do things the way we do them, and they don't, um, everything ain't as nice as we have it. And I said, I don't want to hear any complaining. But you know what? Everybody took it to heart. And, we, and, and it, I really didn't hear a whole lot of complaining. You know, it's about, well, they didn't have the air conditioning. When we got back from wherever the air conditioning wasn't on, well, guess what? It ain't going to be on. When you leave, they turn it off. Right, guys? Most of the time. They come, part of it, they come in the room to clean it up, and they can't stand the air conditioning. So they whoop it off. Whatever it is, the food is different. Some of it's better. So we have to be faithful to God wherever we're at. And we need to be examples. This all fits in. In, every, in all our doings, in all our business. This is an old thing kind of, but you might say, well, I'm a car salesman. I can't do good business. Yes, you can. You know, it should be a big thing about car salesmen. You didn't trust them at all back in the day, Right? They're going to tell you that's a good car when it ain't worth nothing. Because, because what people see us do, what children see us do, that's what they learn. We can spout out stuff out of our mouth, but we ain't walking it. And we, ain't, we might can talk it, and we're not walking it. Guess what? They ain't going to believe it. And then they're going to learn to do the same thing. So we're to train our children in the ways of the Lord through studying the God's Word. You know, we ought to bring our families together and, and, and read the Word, have a devotion, whatever you want to call it. My mom used to bring us together at night. We'd all get in some, one of them's bedroom, and she'd read the Bible to us, and she'd pray with us. Train them to be faithful in, in, their, in, in church, in the calling that God has upon them, in their jobs, in everything they do. Teach them to be faithful to it. You know how you can first teach your children to be faithful to it? Is give them a job to do at home and make sure they do it. They'll learn, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is the way I'm supposed to do it. And teach them that they, let them know that you got, you've got a calling. You've got a calling upon your life. And teach them that, you know, you need to fulfill your purpose. Right? 
We all need to fulfill our purpose, the purpose that God has given us. You know, we, we um, I know people that don't know their purpose and they spend years trying to find it. And they wander around. Well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't have any purpose. You do have purpose. You just got to find it. And we as parents and we as the church and, and we as family, we're, we're, that's part of our responsibility is help them find their purpose. You know, everybody's not suited to do everything. You know, some people can do this and some people can do that. And some people, can, can, some people are good with their hands and some people aren't. Some people are like, don't give them a hammer. You know, don't, don't give them a tool. And, and you know, you know we, we all have been gifted differently, right? And it shouldn't bother you that you can't do what somebody else could do. You do what you can do. And do it as unto the Lord, according to what the Scripture says. Do it good. Do a great job. Amen? And then learn from others. Maybe you have that, you know that's what you're supposed to do. I don't know why I'm going into this, but y'all listen to it. <laughs> Learn to do, maybe through seeing somebody else do it. See, that's why we got to be careful that we do things the way we're supposed to do it. Because somebody's watching. It used to be a song, it was a country song, about a little boy watching his daddy. He said, Daddy, I want to be like you when I grow up. I want to be like you. And the, the dad was like, I, I got to watch what I'm doing. So we learn sometimes from other people. And, you know, you learn to trust other people, that they know what they're doing. So that's who you want to get around and find out what it is, if it's your calling or whatever. You want to get into that place, right? Yesterday we were working here. We were doing some electrical stuff. And I told one of the guys, I said, well, go turn the power off first and then do that. And he said, well, do I really have to? And one of the other guys said, if Pastor Bill says turn the power off, you better turn the power off because that man don't ever turn the power off. <laughs> but anyway, we got it. He did what I said and it worked and it was fine. And he was good. But so we, we have got to follow what God says to do, and we got to maybe learn from others. So Proverbs 22, 6 says this, and this is in the New King James Version. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. If you really put it into him, he might stray a little bit, but he won't depart from it. He won't totally depart from it. And then it says, dedicate your children to God and point them in the way they should go. Don't just... Dedicate them and say, okay, you dedicated, go get it. No, it says you're to point them. And the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. I will say this, and I have to think about it sometimes myself. If your kids are doing stuff way out, where did they learn it from? Not always from you, but I'm just saying, you better check yourself. <laughs> Did they, you know, they learn the most of their values at home, at what you do. 
And I know some of you think, well, I almost came to dedicate my child. I didn't come to get fussed at. I'm not fussing at you. I'm telling you what God's word says, and we better walk it. Amen? And everybody that knows me, I love everybody. But I will say what God tells me to say. Amen? <laughs> and sometimes Peggy cringes when I get ready to say something. So how, what are we supposed to do all this? I wanna, I wanna read, I'm going to read a couple of things to you, then I'm going to read the script, what the Scripture says. It says, when we're sitting down, hmm. when we're on the road, so when we're at home sitting down, doing nothing, you know what? Just because you're doing nothing don't mean you ain't ministering to somebody. Don't mean that your kids ain't watching you. When you're on the road, when you're traveling from one place to the other and you got the whole family in the car, you got your kids in the car. I'm glad sometimes I ride by myself a lot. You know, because I try not to have road rage, and I don't most of the time. But I do talk to people a lot. When we go to bed, when we get up, you know, it don't leave us much leeway, does it? <laughs> I saw all the time. And what? And, and we're talking about the scripture says, with the word of God in their hands. You know what? We have such. An opportunity to have God's words with us all the time. I mean, we don't have to carry the Bible with us. We got this. We, most people got, I ain't got my phone on. I don't bring it in here. But our phone, it's, it, you can have it on your phone. Did you know that? So it's with you all the time. Maybe you don't have the opportunity. To, and then with the word of God before their eyes, we should have put it before their eyes. You know, what kind of signs do you have in your house? What are you watching on TV? That's before their eyes. With the word of God written on items in our home. All those little signs that people like to put up. I guess some people say it's just us older people like to put them up. I don't know. but To keep the Lord. In other words, we're to keep the Lord before our children. Keep God before our children. You know what I want to say about that too? Let them know that he's the most important thing in your life. Because what's important to you will be important to them. Maybe not right away, but eventually for sure. So if they don't see that God is important to you, he won't be important to them. <laughs> Keep the Lord before your children. You know, we um, have so much, so many distractions these days. I mean, it's everywhere. And we have, you know, the sad thing is the attention span is horrible. Even for us adults that, you know, used to have an attention span. You know what I'm saying? When I was coming up, some of you going to go, oh, my goodness. But what? When I got saved and I started going to meetings, I've sat two hours listening to somebody preach the word and just loved every minute of it. Now, if you go more than 30 minutes, everybody freaks out. They fall asleep. 
some people get on their phone like this is, you know, really. I'm just saying we can't pay attention to anything. That's why I think, wow, we have a learning deficit. Because we can't pay attention long enough to learn anything. Some things take a long time to learn, right? It's not always quick, quick, quick. And I, and I, I, and I know there's sometimes, if, if that's, if you're, let's just say it this way, if you're wired a certain way, certain things just come to you like that, right? Other things don't. You've got to spend a lot more time on it. I've been trying to learn Spanish for a long time. I got where I can read it pretty good, but speaking it, and then when I speak to somebody, if I'm in Nicaragua and I say something in Spanish, they think I really know that lot much, and they start, which Miss Daphne says, we don't talk fast. I said, hmm. It's fast to me. So we ha one thing we have to teach them, too, I think, is to learn how to listen. To sometimes say, you know what, this is going to take longer than five minutes. So, so let's learn how to sit and be still and listen. So in Deuteronomy chapter 11, I'm going to start in verse 18. And I'm reading this out of the message because I like some of the stuff it says. It says, place, and this is a um, paraphrase, it's not really a translation. But listen, place these words on your heart. That's the word of God. Put them on your, put them in your heart. Get them deep inside of you. Not just up here, but when something gets here, it becomes a part of you and a part of who you are. Tie them on your hands and your foreheads as a reminder. Teach them to your children. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home or walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning until you fall into bed at night. How many of you fall into the bed at night sometimes? <laughs> Inscribe them on the doorposts and gates of your cities so that you will live a long time. And your children with you on the soil that God promised to give your ancestors for as long as there is sky over the earth. You know, God is so, so awesome. And he loves us so much. You know, when we think about what he did, sacrificing his son, and what Jesus did for us, because he loved us. And, you know, at any time, Jesus could have pulled the plug. Did you know that? He wanted to at one time, right? In the garden, guess what I mean? He said, well, if there's any, if there's just any other way, he said, but I know there's not. See, he knew what he was supposed to do. It's kind of like us. We say, well, you know, if there's just any other way. But there's no, you know, sometimes there's no other way to get from here to there but from here to there. And if we try to go another way, it's just worse. You know, when GPSs came out, we, there's, sometimes they'll give you three different ways. You better know the right one to take. When they first started doing that, we were in Florida and put in a, a, we were going to a church, to a meeting, and we put in the, the address, 
And we ended up at this big field, and there wasn't nothing there, like nothing. Like we were way away from it. We ended up having to call somebody because that thing didn't work. But God's GPS works great. I want to read this. It's not on my PowerPoint, so y'all don't get excited when you don't see it. But I want to read Psalms 139, 1 through 18 in the Passion Translation. It says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every moment of my heart and soul, and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. Isn't that something? He knows what you're going, he knows what you think, and he even knows before you think it. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book, and you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. Think about these words. You have laid your hand on me. This is just too wonderful, deep, and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. Where could I go from your spirit? Where could I run and hide from your face? If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the realm of the dead, you're there too. If I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you're there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you're there waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. It's impossible to disappear from you or to ask the darkness to hide me. For your presence is everywhere, bringing light into my night. You remember what I started off with? How it doesn't matter where you're at. There is no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is as bright as the day. There's no difference between the two. You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place. Carefully, skillfully, you shaped me from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd ever seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Every single moment you are thinking of me, how precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh, God. Your desires toward me are more than the grains of the sand on every shore. When I wake each morning, you're still with me. When I think about how much God loves us and how much he loves me, even though I'm the way I am. Right. He loved me before and he's he knows what I'm going to be tomorrow. He knows every terrible thing I'm going to do, every mistake I'm going to make. He knows it, but he still loves me. And it says he has my back to keep me from worrying about my past. Amen? So, so I want to ask a question, first of all, to your parents of these, these children this morning that we're going to be dedicating to the Lord. I want to ask you a question. Are you willing and are you committed to take on the responsibility to train up your child in the Lord? Are you willing to do that? Are you ready to do that? Do you understand that this is just not something we're doing because it's, it's, it's nice? 
and the family of the children, the grandparents and, and the rest of the family, are you committed to take part in this responsibility to train this child up in the Lord? Are you going to, when you're with them, do all you can to, 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 to administer God to them, to bring them up? And then church, those who are in this church, and then the whole church of God, the whole church of Christ, whatever. You know, are you willing and committed to take part of this responsibility? Are we willing as a church, whenever these babies are near us, we're willing to put into them what we have of the Lord in us? Are we willing to admit? Are we, are we, we, do we care enough? Are we responsible enough to act the way we're supposed to act in front of them? To be Christ to them? You know, this is, to me, a sacred moment. And I don't take it lightly, my responsibility in this. And I pray that each one of us don't take it lightly. Because it's important for us to minister to these kids. Especially, and I, and I know we've probably said that for generations, but especially in this day and time. All that junk out there is so, so easily acquired by them that in one second they can have all the junk they want if they've got a, access to a computer or an iPad or a tablet or a phone or whatever. There are things they have access to that I never even thought about when I was a kid. So it's very important that we do, that we put the Word of God in them so they can make the right decision. They have to make the decisions. And if we don't put what's supposed to be in them, they won't be able to make it. They might. But I don't depend on mites. Amen? So I want us to do our part. So this morning, I'm going to pray, and then I want the parents of these children and their grandparents, their family to come and stand with them. And we'll have the church to, to, to stretch their hands out and pray. But I'll have you to bring them up this morning. At, at the end, I'll get those. And um, we're going to pray for each one of these. We're going to pray for you families and you parents. And, and, and we're going to dedicate these children to God. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, that we have this opportunity. Lord, that we be what you've called us to be. And Lord, that we will be examples to these children's lives, Lord, that they will be what God has called them to be. Lord Jesus, it's important for us as the body of Christ to surround these families to pray that they would be able to, to raise these children in the right way. And, and we don't know where everybody stands and what they're doing, but Lord, I just pray that this is, today is going to be monumental in them. It's going to be monumental. It's going to be a change. It's going to be a day of I've got to do this, and I've got to change some of the things that I do, and I've got to go in the direction that the Lord would have me go. And Lord, that we can be as much a part of that as we're allowed to be. 
So I thank you today for your word. I thank you for your power. Thank you for your spirit. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for these children. I thank you for their parents. And Lord, this morning as we lay hands on them and as we dedicate them to you, Father, I just pray, Lord, that one day we'll be able to see them working their purpose. Working their purpose, Lord. Hallelujah. And Father, we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Now, if parents, if you bring your children and grandparents and any of the family that wants to come to be a part of this, Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. You know, as we stand here and, and as we Realize what Christ has for us. I just thank you, Lord. I, I just want to say God has, I, I would like for the whole congregation, if you don't mind standing, because I want you to stretch your hands out. If you can, stand. If you can't, that's fine. As we pray for these, and, you know, I just thank the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's just all be in the spirit of prayer. And I'm going to pray for little Bronx first. And, you know, we watched. It's such awesome to watch God put people together. Amen. To watch Brett and Zaria and what they've done and, and you know, what God has put into their hearts and their minds. And this see little Bronx. Just, amen. Miracle. This guy right here is a miracle, y'all. Right? This guy right here is a miracle. That's his mom and dad. I remember that. Wow. Praise the Lord. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you for Jordan Bronx Green. And we thank you for Brett. Thank you for these two, Brett and Zaria, Lord. Just thank you, God. And we thank you for the purpose you have in Bronx. We thank you for the purpose you have in him. And, Lord, that they're going to do all they can to bring that purpose out, to, to bring that purpose inside of them out. So, Father, we thank you for that. We lay hands on him today. I lay hands on these parents, Father, and I thank you in Jesus' name that we're going to see great things from this little life, this little child. And we thank you for that, and we give you the praise and the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now we're going to pray for these two little boys. It's the same. Hallelujah. They both have purpose. You know what? They're twins, but they have different purposes. Did you know that? They have a different purpose, and, and you, you guys will see that. Amen. And we're going to pray for, make sure I got it right, Casey and Carson. Amen. The Father, in Jesus' name, we just lay hands on these two boys. We thank you for Casey and for Carson and for what you have in store for them and the purposes in their lives. And we pray for their parents that they would be willing to raise them up in the ways of the Lord. 
And Lord, that they would see their purpose and they would be able to instill in them and to bring out that purpose, Father. So right now, in Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for these parents. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for all your many blessings, Father God, in Jesus' name. We praise you, Father God, for what you're doing in their lives and what you're going to do in their lives, Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we all know we're here for a purpose, Lord. And we thank you for their purpose in you, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning for little Julian. I get to see him a lot. But Father, I thank you right now in Jesus' name for the purpose inside of him, the purpose you have inside of him and the ways you have for him and what you have in store for him. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for his parents right now, Father. I just pray for their parents that, Lord, that they would just see inside of him and be able to wake up that purpose, have the ability to wake up that purpose. And, Lord, that they would follow you in their ways, in every way, Father God, as they look and as they see and as they raise this child up, as they raise all their children up. But, Father, we thank you for that. And we again thank you for Julian, the purpose that's in him. Father God, you have a great purpose. And I thank you for that, Lord. Lord, I also pray for their grandparents, his grandparents and the whole family, Lord. And for all these parent, grandparents and all these uncles and aunts and this whole family that's standing for all these children this morning. Lord, they're all kind of connected together. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have purpose in them. And Lord, that they would see the purpose that you have in them. This would inspire them to look further than who they think they are, look further than what they have. And Lord, that they feel their responsibility to make sure that these children are brought up in the ways of the Lord and that they would do their part in that, Father God. And we thank you for that this morning. Lord, you're such a great and a mighty God. And we love you so, so much, Father. Lord, I thank you this morning for just the opportunity. This is the opportunity for me to serve you. And I thank you, Father. I feel honored to be able to do this. And so I just praise you this morning. We're excited to, to hear great stories of what God has in store. And I just give you the praise and the glory and the honor. Lord, I also pray health for thee this morning. I pray, God, that they be healthy, Lord Jesus. And, Lord, that, that, that you touch their hearts and their lives. And you, you, you raise them up, Father God, and they be healthy, Lord Jesus, in, so that they are able to fulfill the purpose you've given for them. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This, I want to just present that to you. Mom and Dad, you need to sign that. I've already signed it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Congratulations. Thank you, Lord. Hey, buddy. Praise the Lord. God is able. Amen. You know, we're going to have, um, Darren has, a, we have a Bible for every one of you. You know, it's good to see God's, the family of God coming together. It's good to see this, this family. You know, I've known Anthony probably says he's not old enough for that, but he is. And, we, and most of us walked a lot of time together. But I want to say blessings to your families, too. And thank you for coming. Thank you for being a part of it. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Get ready for a few announcements.
Greetings, Image Church. Just want to take a moment just to announce a few things. Uh, there again, we had a great women's meeting and a first adult discipleship this week, and the youth had their movie night. But this coming week, we still have more things coming. Wednesday night, we're having our Chicken Bog Dinner Fellowship. Now, Pastor Bill is going to be providing the main parts of the meal, and we'll make sure there's some side dishes as well. All we ask that you do is sign up if you're going to bring a dessert, some sweet, some cookies, or a cake, or a pie. Bring your favorite fall dessert. Make sure to sign up in the lobby at the Information Center so that we know who's bringing what. Other than that, after, after our Chicken Bog Fellowship, this coming weekend, we're having a couples intensive with Pastor Rod Reed and his wife, Char. They're coming to discuss how to start in a marriage strong and stay strong throughout that marriage. It's always simple to think about the early days of a relationship where you're frolicking through the woods and just a happy-go-lucky couple and having those coffee dates and going to movies. And then as that progresses, we, we, we have the early stages of a marriage. And sometimes that can be rocky. Sometimes it can be the best years of our lives. And then as that progresses, we talk about how a relationship stays together and how a relationship can be healthy and strong. Well, at the center of that is God's word and God himself and his spirit. So join us for Start Strong, Stay Strong, a couples intensive Friday evening from 6.30 on, and then Saturday morning, there'll be a early morning day followed by a luncheon where we'll have some intensives and we'll be sitting down and talking with our couples. Make sure you sign up. If you know couples that you'd love to have a part of that, make sure to let them know, to let us know they'll be here. So please sign up for that today. And then of course, we'll look forward to the following Sunday. Uh, Pastor Rod will be bringing our Sunday service. So make sure a part of everything that's going on right now at Image Church. Have a blessed afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your day.